God created you to live a big and meaningful life. Too often we settle for lives of comfort and mediocrity, and we try to ignore the ache deep within that's longing for more. My name is Kevin Scoggin, and I am on a mission to equip, inspire, and challenge you to move beyond your comfort zone and into the life God created you for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Move Beyond podcast. My name is Kevin Scoggin, and I am your host, and I cannot tell you how honored I am that you're listening and also just how excited I am about this podcast and what I believe is going to become much more than a podcast, but uh, a global movement. So um, really, our mission here at Move Beyond is, is very simple. You heard it in the intro, but my Uh, mission, what I feel like God has placed on my heart is to equip, inspire, and challenge you to move beyond your comfort zone and into the life God created you for. And I am just convinced that God created every single one of us to live a big, meaningful life. Um, But if there's one thing that I've observed over the last, you know, 15 years, as first as a pastor, and then as a husband, then as a father, then as an entrepreneur, It's that more often than not, I think most believers don't actually live into and experience the life that's available to them. And I think most often believers, we we live with this sense of of longing. We live with this sense of ache. We live with this sense of of like deep knowing that there's more. Um, But very few believers are willing to move beyond uh, their comfort zone and into uh, that life, whatever it is, right? Like it looks different for every single one of us. Um, and so that's really kind of the big picture vision of this podcast is what would it look like to cultivate a community of believers who just refuse to settle and who are committed to leaning into the discomfort so that they experience all that God has for them. As I've reflected on my life, every single time my life has gone to the next level, whether it was finances, whether it was my marriage, whether it was my real estate business, it was always on the other side of me being willing to move beyond my comfort zone every single time. And so... um, Really, that's the idea behind this podcast. And so I'm going to be bringing in some incredible guests, some world-class authors, communicators, entrepreneurs, and then just some everyday courageous individuals like you and me who are um, consistently moving beyond their comfort zone in hopes that their stories might inspire you to do the same. And so that's that's the dream. That's the vision. I have a number of my own uh, move beyond stories that I'll be sharing with you guys throughout our time together. Today, I'm going to share one in, in particular. Uh, but before I do that, I want to I want to mention a couple things and then um, share some scripture with you. Uh, and, and the first is just I need your help. Right. And in order to make this podcast work, um, I, I need you. I can't do it alone. I have a number of guests that I plan on reaching out for interviews, but ultimately that list is limited. And so if you know someone who has a move beyond story, you know someone that has uh, moved beyond their comfort zone and, and they've, they've done something incredible, they're living in, uh, in, in, in their purpose, their God-given calling, um, I would love for you to, to recommend them to be on the show. And so you do that, it's very simple. Go to kevinscoggin.com 
forward slash help. And there's a little form you can fill it out and I'll, I'll reach out to them. If you have a story and you feel like you would be a good fit for the show, uh, don't, don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed to, to suggest yourself. Uh, because again, at the end of the day, um, we just want to get the message out there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is if this podcast ever inspires you to move beyond your comfort zone and step into something that God has for you, I want to hear your story. And I want to share it on future podcast episodes. So you're going to share that with me uh, by that same link. Again, it's kevinscoggin.com forward slash help. And you spell my name K-E-V-I-N-S-C-O-G-G-I-N forward slash help. So go to that page. There's going to be two spots that you can fill out. And I would just be super grateful for your support uh, to help, uh, again, get the message out there and, and keep the message going. Um, I want to share a passage of scripture that for me really embodies this idea of, of moving beyond our comfort zone. And, and if I'm honest, this is the passage of scripture that the Lord highlighted to me years ago uh, and has really kind of become a life kind of passage for me, if you will. And so I want to read it to you. We're going to unpack it a little bit, and then I'm going to share it with you um, my move beyond story that really changed everything for me. <laughs> back in 2017. And I uh, apologize up front if I'm sniffing and coughing. Uh, Our whole family has had the upper respiratory junk that's been going around. So uh, I apologize for that. But um, if uh, if you want to follow along with me in your Bible, um, that's great. We're going to be reading just a few scriptures out of Exodus chapter 16. So to kind of set the the stage here, um, obviously the first part of of Exodus, right, is where we see Moses encounters the burning bush. So the Israelites had been in slavery for something like 400 years. Uh, Moses was born in, in Egypt in the house of Pharaoh. He ends up murdering an Egyptian. And so at this point in the story, he's on the run right? Like he's on the backside of, of Midian working for his father-in-law, um, probably wondering like what the heck has become of his life. And so in Exodus chapter three and four, Moses encounters God at the burning bush. And this is one of my favorite passages in scripture. Um, I'm sure I'll do some future podcast episodes on, on just these chapters, but, um, God essentially commissions Moses to, to, to free his people, right? To go back to Pharaoh. So, Moses reluctantly does that. There's the plagues, uh, and then there's kind of the dramatic Red Sea crossing in in Exodus 14 and 15, okay? So we're going to pick up the story in Exodus chapter 16. Again, they've just uh, crossed the Red Sea. I mean, it's hard to imagine a more dramatic miracle than the waters parting, right? They cross through, here come the Egyptians, the waters, you know, come back on top of them. And and so essentially like the Israelites are free after being in slavery and captivity for generation after generation after generation, the Israelites are free. And you would think, you would think they would be ecstatic, right? Like you would think they would be beside themselves. Now, again, there is some celebration in Exodus chapter 15, but unfortunately it doesn't last very long. So We're going to pick up the story in Exodus chapter 16, and I'm just going to read the first three verses here, okay? So it says, When they journeyed from Elim, the entire company of Israelites came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their exodus from the land of Egypt. The entire company of Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron in the desert. So pause. Pause. 
essentially they Moses and Aaron just free them from slavery and they're already complaining right which is just like shocking to me um, verse 3 the Israelites said to them if we had only died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat when we ate bread to the full for you have brought us into the desert to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Holy smokes. So again, they've just been freed from generational slavery and they're hungry and they're complaining, right? It sounds like my my four-year-old, right? When she gets hungry. Um, but But let's be honest, we've all been there, right? Like it's easy to read this passage of scripture and judge the Israelites, but how often has have we done this in our own lives? Essentially, the Israelites are saying, hey, Moses, hey, I don't know about this whole freedom thing. Like it's actually a little bit uncomfortable. Like when we were in slavery, at least we uh, weren't hungry. Hello, we had our bellies were full with bread and meat is essentially what they're saying. And so they're kind of faced with their own move beyond moment here, right? Of like, okay, are we going to press into the discomfort of freedom? And I think oftentimes as believers, we settle for the comfort of bondage to whatever it is, bondage to overeating, bondage to pornography, bondage to you know, maybe a job that we don't like because it's comfortable, because it's it's what we know. And so oftentimes we settle for that as opposed to pushing into, leaning into, and ultimately moving beyond our comfort zone because freedom is uncomfortable, right? Stepping into the purpose of God on our life is uncomfortable. It's hard. It's unknown. And so again, it's easy to judge the Israelites, but how often have we done the very same thing in our own life, right? We trade the discomfort of freedom. We trade the discomfort of stepping into our God-given purpose and calling for the comfort of what we know. Even if we know this ultimately maybe isn't God's best, this ultimately maybe isn't what God has for me, but you know what? I, I, you know, I have a good life. Like I'm good. I don't, I don't need that discomfort stuff. Right. So that's kind of the picture here. Now we know ultimately God comes and, and provides manna and they continue through the desert, but I wanted to kind of like, um, zoom into this passage of scripture because I think it's so powerful and so important. And it, it leads me into my move beyond moment back in 2017 that really changed my life and has kind of set the trajectory of my life. So if we go back in time six years, at this point in my life, I had been a full-time, I had been in ministry for five and a half years. For three and a half of those, my wife and I led the, the youth ministry at our local church. And if you had asked us at that time, we would have told you that we would we would probably be in ministry the rest of our lives. And then in 2017, we unexpectedly were invited to, um, to to be the executive pastors at a church plant, which we initially accepted. And then a couple of months later, we ultimately declined the invitation because we just didn't feel peaceful about it. We, we really had a real hard time getting envisioned for it. And so we ultimately, at that point, ended up stepping out of ministry, which is never the direction we thought our life was going to take. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt the conversation for a quick minute and invite you to download my free ebook, Made to Make It, Three Must-Have Mindsets to Discovering the Life God Created You For. And this book was really birthed out of one of my rock-bottom moments about six and a half years ago when I was on the verge of failing as a real estate agent. And I kind of walk you through that process and share with you the three mindsets that ultimately moved me 
beyond my comfort zone and changed everything for us as a family. I'm confident this book will be a blessing to you. You can download it for free at kevinscoggin.com forward slash made to make it. Let's get back to the show. At the time we had been married a couple of years, uh, our, our old, we had one kid at the time. We, we currently have three. She was like six months old, I think. And you know, it was scary, right? Like, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was the main provider for our family. And so I had had a buddy of mine who had gotten into selling real estate a few, like a year before that. And so I remember I took him out to lunch and kind of picked his brain. And ultimately we felt like that was the, the next step for me was getting into real estate, uh, until something else came along. And so, you know, I got my license pretty quickly and I got into real estate with the biggest dreams, the biggest goals, the biggest desires. Now, mind you, I had never done anything that was commission-based sales, right? I had essentially graduated from college and come right on staff at church. And so um, to to say that a 100% commission-based sales job was a, a rude awakening for me would be a little bit of an understatement, uh, but I just had no clue what I was doing. Um, I oftentimes describe it like I, it was like I was walking on ice, trying to figure out how in the world to make this business work, how in the world am I going to provide for my family, and that was a really hard season of my life. I remember uh, there were a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, there was a there was a knot in the pit of my stomach constantly, as I was just stressed out, worried, trying to figure out how to make this business work. Now. One of the things that had come up consistently between my wife and I was this idea of cold calling. So in the world of real estate, there's lots of different ways to generate business. Uh, I won't go into detail because this is not a real estate podcast. Uh, but, you know, there's things like open houses. You can mail flyers to neighborhoods. You can post on social media, right? There's lots of different ways to drum up business. One of the ways is cold calling. And maybe some of you listening have been cold called by a real estate agent. If you have, uh, please be nice to them because cold calling is not easy, okay? Um, and cold calling, although it is uncomfortable, it is you know relatively inexpensive and we didn't really have any money to be investing in my business. And so this idea of cold calling kept coming up and I was very reluctant to do it, right? Like I am a people pleaser by nature. Uh, I don't like when people are upset with me. I don't want people to be mad at me. I certainly don't want someone to like cuss me out on the phone. And so, but the excuse I kept giving my wife was like, you know, you know, cold calling's dead. Like it's 2017, nobody cold calls anymore. That's not how you build your real estate business, blah, blah, blah. And I remember we'd go on walks with our, our little six month old and we'd have these like intense discussions of how we were gonna figure this out. So anyway, I, I end up spending money we really didn't have on some expensive leads. So there's websites that provide real estate leads. And so I was spending what felt like for us at the time, a lot of money on real estate leads. And I remember this particular evening, um, I really hadn't sold any houses. I was stressed out, didn't know you know where, where, where the provision was gonna come from. And one of these leads come in, it's like 930. My wife and I had already gotten into bed. You know, we're exhausted from a long day of chasing a six month old and, and trying to figure out how to sell houses. And my phone rings. Now these leads went out to like two or three other agents in my marketplace at the same time. So the whole idea was like, be the first person to call, call this person, right? 
So I didn't want to call them, right? Because I'm getting in bed to go to sleep. But at the same time, I'm like, well, we have no money. So probably should get up and call this lady. So I get out of bed, go into the bathroom, shut the door. I call the lady and um, she answers the phone and she's like, hey, thanks so much for calling. But I actually just um, set an appointment with another agent. And it was for like a $300,000 house, which would have translated into about a $9,000 commission check, which is like three times more what I had ever made in a month at that time. So I remember that was kind of like my breaking point, right? Like I, I kind of slumped back against the wall. I sit down on the floor of the bathroom, like tears streaming down my face, not in the pit of my stomach and just like, God, I don't know how I'm going to make this thing work. Like I was so close to the brink of failure and I knew if something didn't change quickly, I, I was going to fail out of real estate and I was going to have to go get a job. Now, don't, don't misunderstand. I don't think there's anything wrong with a job, but I had felt called into real estate. And so for me, that felt unacceptable. So I go to bed that night really not knowing, you know, I probably didn't sleep very well that night. And I get up the next day, I'm spending time with the Lord like I did every day. And I just felt this this knowing in my spirit of if, if I will be willing to cold call for an hour a day, I'll have more business than I know what to do with. That's kind of what I felt like God was speaking to my spirit that morning. And I remember thinking like, are you kidding me, Lord? Like you want me to cold call? Like that's not my personality. That's not who I am. But I was faced with this like decision of like, well, but if I don't do it, then like, what are my, what's the alternative, right? So uh, long story short, to kind of wrap up this, I, I end up committing to cold calling for an hour a day. And sure enough, after, I mean, and guys, I, I can't emphasize how scared I was to do this. Like I literally wanted to throw up. I had a knot in the pit of my stomach. I was terrified to do it every morning. And then, you know, I would go to bed terrified thinking about doing it the next morning, right? So I do it for like two weeks and I end up getting a listing. And it was this like $40,000 house, which is not a big commission check at all. But I was like ecstatic that I called a stranger and list a property. I was like, holy smokes, this works. And like a week later, I listed another house. And then I end up getting a listing um, or getting connected to an investor who had 11 properties to sell. And I end up listing all 11 of those. And so like literally in the matter of like a month, my real estate business completely turned around. And it, it's not because, um, you know, cold calling was magic. It was it was a willingness on my part to move beyond my comfort zone to lean into the discomfort. And so that, you know, I reflect on that season a lot because it truly changed everything. And it launched our real estate business. We're one of the top teams in central Oklahoma right now. And it all started, you know, six years ago in my little like study at home, cold calling people for an hour a day. And, um, and so that was, that was kind of my first significant move beyond moment as, as like a husband, father, entrepreneur, young man, and it changed everything for us. And I think oftentimes when we're faced with these moments of decision, right? The moments of like, Hey, that feels super just uncomfortable. Um, you think about the Israelites, right? I think oftentimes what we do is we count the cost of the discomfort, right? We're like, okay, well, Making that phone call feels like really scary, and so I'm just not going to do it, right? But I think what we often fail to do is count the cost of not doing it, right? Like I think oftentimes we fail to count the cost and really ask ourselves, hey, 
if I don't do this, what's it actually going to cost me? Like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. And so if you're listening to this today, I want to even challenge you. If there's something in your own life where you feel like maybe God's been stirring something up, maybe he's inviting you into something. Maybe it's a conversation you need to have with your spouse. Maybe it's a business you're supposed to start. Maybe you're supposed to quit your job. Maybe you're supposed to move, move towns, move cities, move states. I don't know whatever that uncomfortable thing is. I want to challenge you not just to count the cost of the discomfort, but to actually consider what would it cost if I didn't do this thing? And, um, so again, um, and, and, you know, since that time I've had multiple of what I would call move beyond moments that have really changed everything, right? There was a move beyond moment in my marriage that I'll share with you guys at some point. There's been a move beyond moment in my health and fitness that changed everything. There's been multiple move beyond moments in my business that has, um, changed our, our finances and, and, and again, like I said on the front end, I, as I've, I've realized there's this theme of like every time I've gone to the next level in any area of my life, it always required me to move beyond my cur- current level of comfort. And so that's the heart of this podcast is I want to be I want to be your cheerleader, but I also want to be the voice in your corner that is really challenging you to take the step, have the conversation, to do the thing in pursuit of what you know God is inviting you into. And sometimes it may be a big thing, sometimes it may be a small thing, but it ultimately doesn't matter. All that matters is that we're consistently willing to move beyond, right? I think that's like following Jesus, right? When Jesus called his disciples, you don't think it was uncomfortable for them to like leave their job or uncomfortable for them to step out of the boat, right, Peter? So um, I'll leave you with this thought, and the thought is this. When we move beyond, everything changes, right? I want you to remember that. When we move beyond, everything changes. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review? Not only does it mean the world to me personally, but it also helps us get this message out to more people. And then if this podcast or the conversation you heard today inspired you in any way to move beyond your comfort zone, I want to hear your story so that we can celebrate with you and share it on a future episode. So if you'd consider going to kevinscoggin.com forward slash help to share your move beyond story, I would be super grateful. Again, that's K-E-V-I-N-S-C-O-G-G-I-N.com forward slash help.